Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three of primetime action here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin, and we know this is why you tuned in here on a Wednesday. We have a very, very big golf tournament with a very, very big purse, and we are going to break this thing down top to bottom. All over the place. We got Wes with us, who obviously has already done long shots this week. So he's looked deep into this. I actually went deeper into this one than I have in, in a while um, for these tournaments early on in the season. I'm typically a little bit more a, a little bit more reserved, but I, I went hard at this one. Kelly, you said when it was all said and done, you ended up going hard as well. You didn't you didn't think you were gonna get there. I didn't think I was gonna get there either, but hey, I did. Sometimes the uh sometimes the models say, Hey, have a lighter week. Sometimes they say have a heavier week. Mm-hmm. This this one was like, Okay, I guess I'm going heavy this week. All right. Yeah, it is the uh Genesis Invitational here. It's over at Riviera Country Club, Pacific Palisades, California. Par 71, 7,322 yards. We've got 120 golfers. So this is an invitational. So yes. 120 golfers, 65 in ties. So the more uh, more percentage, higher percentage of the field is going to make the cut in this one than one of these tournaments that we see kind of on a week-to-week basis here. As we mentioned earlier on, 35 of the top 50, all of the top 10 are playing here. Only a couple that aren't in and a couple that aren't in is, is not even because they chose not to Bryson's injured. And then um, mm-hmm. Harris English has the COVID, right? So, right. Yeah. So he's got the COVID and the reason that he's not there. So Wes, when you kind of started to break down this, this golf course, right? I mean, the, the median four day score over the last five years has been about one under par. It's going to play difficult. This is not one of those birdie fests that we've seen at the beginning yeah. of the golf season. So if people are, if people are tuning in and you've got an outright on a guy and he's sitting even pars, like, like even is not like the worst thing in the world. This right. Week, you know? Right. And, and just kind of looking at this course and you mentioned mm-hmm. a little bit over 7,300 yards, par 71. This is what I call a shot makers course. You don't necessarily have to be a bomber, but distance off the tee never really hurts. I mean, you've seen guys that hit it long off the tee, like Dustin Johnson, like Bubba Watson, Adam Scott win here. And then you've seen kind of slappy type hitters like James Hahn and, and, and Bill Haas win here. So what I looked at is basically in kind of the nature of the course, obviously the surface is very comparable to Torrey Pine South, which we saw three weeks ago at the uh, Farmers Insurance Open down in San Diego. Kukuya fairways and rough and also Poa greens. These are big greens, by the way, 7,500 yards on average square feet. However, 
This is the second lowest mark on tour for greens and regulation. You would think with those big, huge greens, you would be hitting a ton of these greens, and you do not. So you're going to have a lot of blind approach shots because of the dog legs. It is a very well-bunkered course, so you're going to have to use some creativity, use some shot shaping. So I thought, like, strokes gained around the green, that's not something maybe that pops in our models every single week. But I thought it was important here. Maybe a combination of strokes gained around the green and scrambling gained as well I think is something to look at. Yeah. Yeah, we are we are looking I think we looked at a lot of the same stuff and again the cut line at this tournament every year for the last decade has been over par so again just keep keep your keep your pants on you know if, if your guy is you know maybe not lighting it up or something like that if you're looking at these scores and you're thinking he's supposed to be seven eight under that's just not going to be the case here so just keep that in mind as well um you know, narrow fairways as you, you know, bottom two in average driving accuracy since 2015, but the rough isn't all that penal. So it's not really that big of a deal. So long as you're not spraying mm -hmm. it or whatever, because mm -hmm. then you get all, you know, behind trees, things like things like that. But you know, if you're so long as you're not spraying it, it's not going to be all that bad here. As you mentioned, the greens and regulation deal. I mean, just 56% yeah. of greens and regulation, one of the lowest on tour, a lot of undulations and tiered greens and things like that. So you you see these balls kind of roll off and things like that. So that's something you're also going to see in there. Top five course for most missed putts inside 15 feet because of the way how fast and how uh, bumpy these POA greens can get the as well. Bro. What's that? The undulations, man. Yes. Yes. Undulations. It's an amazing word. It's the I'm only sorry. thing we ever say undulations. I mean, with. undulations in Kakuya. We get all that this week. It's great. Yeah. Well, with all the undulations and slopes and things like that on the green, the, the average proximity is 11% further than ever. Every other stop on tour because, again, of the way that, that these greens are. You know, well, they're big, it, as Wes mentioned, and yeah. it'll roll away from the it'll yeah. roll away from the dang hole. And yeah. it levels the playing field when it comes to putters too, right? So necessarily, you know, like we we talk often, Matt, on this show, and Wes, I, I know you factor this in as well. Where you know, putting is one of the hardest things to predict, and you're real. We don't really look at too many stats with that, but. What we see in a lot of these 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 events early in the year is their big time scoring events where hot putters can carry the way, and these greens are really not gonna. I'm not gonna say a guy who's hot hot putting is not gonna carry him this week, but it's it is much harder it, to putt very well. It's not this gonna week. be like yeah. Scotty Scheffler last week, right. who, who I had in Phoenix, uh, who was second in the field for strokes gained putting. He was actually one of only two players in the field last week in terms of in the top 20 at the Waste Management Phoenix Open to actually lose strokes on approach and every week you turn in this show approach more often than not is at least somewhat factored in yep. in terms of modeling and you just don't see guys win tournaments when they're losing strokes on approach when all these guys are knocking their iron stiff but when you putt like Scotty Scheffler did you can do so and Kelly to your point about putting this week the putts actually like five feet in are really hard. You're going to see if you watch this coverage throughout the weekend, you are going to see a lot of four and five footers miss that you don't ordinarily see most weeks on tour. And, and if you watched last week, um, one of the things you're not going to see either is any water. There's there's no water at all yeah. on this course, so we're not going to have people getting wet. But as Wes mentioned, I mean, it is, it is heavily bunkered. So, I mean, like that is how they are protecting – 
against. And we say how hard this course is going to be and how low, you know, the, the, how the scoring isn't going to be all that great. That said, if you tune in, you're going to look and you're going to say, what are these guys talking about? Look, hole one is the easiest par five yes. on tour. So, yes. like, like they're, they're going to so score. So, when you see your guy yeah. three under three, don't be like, oh, I got to go bet this guy live yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, number one is the easiest par five on tour. It's basically just like a long par four. I mean, it's, it's, it's 500 yards and plays downhill. So, they're, they're going to score on one. So, don't get all happy after mm -hmm. the whole one because everybody's going to score on one on well, that one. Real quick on that note, because this is something, Matt, we've talked about a couple times, but we not too much because we don't have access to markets mm -hmm. like this. But the East Coast markets, if you're out east in Colorado and Illinois or whatever, and you've got access to a book like DraftKings that is constantly running live odds, if you're looking at tee times and maybe looking at someone who goes off in the afternoon, maybe a shorter price you don't want to play them at, that's something you can do. Wait for those guys to knock in a few birdies on those few early mm -hmm. holes. You might be able to get a better price when your guy hasn't even stepped onto the course yet. So I think that's something I've kind of watched over like the past year, seeing how those odds adjust. And they do because you're getting low scores on well, them. I'm glad you brought up the odds because that's probably something we should talk about right yeah, now. <laughs> we have, we've, gone, we've gotten this far into the segment. We'll get to we it in some yeah, point. Yeah, we, have, we haven't talked about it. So your short shot, as he's going to be basically every tournament that he tees it up, is John Rahm. Eight to one to win it all over at DraftKings. Now, there are a little bit, there are some better numbers out there um, on Rom. It's short regardless on him, but I think you can still find like 950 uh, out there on him. So do take a look at that. Cantlay, 10 to 1. Justin Thomas, 14 to 1. Dustin Johnson, 16. Colin Morikawa, 16. Hideki Matsuyama's at 18. Rory McIlroy's at 20. Xander Schauffele, 22. Cam Smith, 22. Scotty Scheffler, the winner last week at 25. Vic Hovland at 25. Will Zalatoris at 28. Brooks Kepka, 35. Bubba Watson, 35. Matt Fitzpatrick, 35. Sung J M at 40. Jo Jordan Spieth, 40. Taylor Gooch, 40. Russell Henley, 40. Sam Burns, 40. Adam Scott, 45, and then you even get into some very familiar names in the, the 50. playoff participants yeah, last year. Like, you actually get into some really familiar names in the 50-to-1 and longer range. Max Homa, Tony Finau, Mark Leishman, Joaquin Neiman. These are all in the 50-to-60 range here. Sergio Garcia is 60. Seamus Power, who has been one of the best uh, form of anybody early on in the season here, is sitting at 60 as well. Paul Casey, a guy I have in some, some head-to-heads we'll talk about later, is at 60-to-1 as well. Jason Kokrak, Tom Peters both at 70, Kevin Na 75. So we have basically where we're going with this very deep field, very, very, very star studded field. And you are actually getting a little bit, you know, longer numbers on some guys that you normally wouldn't get longer numbers on based on the strength of this field as well. Yeah, no question about it. This is a deep field, only 120 players, as you mentioned. But when you have 35 at the top 50, I mean, you look at the two mm -hmm. guys that I mentioned, the playoff participants, that would be Max Homa, who defeated Tony Finau, hurt my feelings a little bit last <laughs> year in that event, but they are both at 50 to one. And you're getting really quality players who have played well here like you see like Paul Casey remember he was in that playoff several years ago with DJ and they got ousted by a 201 long shot that being one James Hahn so you get quality guys here at big numbers yeah it is it's super super interesting here Kelly as you were breaking down everything last night anything that you found interesting about the course I think the main thing for me is is that yeah there there are going to be guys that are finding themselves 
in the rough that are off of the fairway here. But I, I would say, you know, again, don't don't panic about that, right? These the rough here has not proven to be extremely penal unless you're way, way off the fairway. Yeah. And like, you know, again, if you're way, way off the fairway in just about any tournament, you're not, you know, you're not doing all that great. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm just going to steal a line from uh, basically Wes Reynolds uh, article yesterday where this is a course that you, w- w- correct me here, Wes, if I'm wrong, but really you're favoring kind of fa- favor some left-handed hitters and guys that hit a draw mm-hmm. and Bubba Watson has said himself, right? He will aim to, to, uh, yes. to, to hit in the rough to give himself better angles into the green, yeah, right? Absolutely. You have to be very, creative this is not a bomb and gouge layout that we're so used to on the PGA mm-hmm. Tour where these guys just hit it a mile long it doesn't matter if they hit a fairway they can just gouge it out of there and you mentioned the rough is not penal here mm-hmm. but this still this is a more strategic test yep. of golf that's why Riviera has hosted multiple major championships it is going to be the golf venue while we have the Olympics on here in the corner mm-hmm. the winter variety it is going to be the golf venue for 2028 in Los Angeles so this is I think one of the gems really I I like this course a great deal on the PGA Tour. Absolutely. Six of the par fours, over 455 yards. So it is going to be a test here. And again, more than anything, it is not going to be like anything you saw last week. And it's not going to be like anything really you've seen so far this golf season. So that's why we are really going to dive into our plays here, what we look for in our modeling as well. Um, I know that we end up on a lot of the same guys. So hopefully we are correct. We'll continue here with the Genesis on the other side. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Matt West and Kelly back here on primetime action on Beeson, and we will continue on with our preview of the Genesis Invitational. Again, if you're just joining us, only 120 golfers in this one, so we're not teeing it up with 150 plus in this one. 120, 65, and ties make the cut. So a lot of that goes into one of the pricing on this tournament as well. You're probably not going to get as juicy numbers on kind of these top 20, top 30, top 40 bets as well, because again, smaller field and a higher percentage make the cut. So just keep that in mind as you're looking to make your bets as well. So for me, um, 
what I kind of did this this week, guys, I did good drives um, as mm-hmm. a decent weighted percentage here because, again, I'm not so much worried about guys hitting the fairway. I'm just worried about them not hit, not missing the fairway too much. Right. And so uh, the good drives, as long as they are, are able to reach the green with their second shot, um, that's what good drives measures. And so I'm, I'm okay with that. Strokes gained approaches, we always say, so I do have that in there. I went heavy on around the green, Wes. Um, yes. So I evenly distributed good drives approach and around the green, 20, 20, and 20. And I actually doubled up on this a little bit with 10% of scrambling as well. That's how important I think it is to be good around the greens and mm-hmm. be able to get up and down in bad situations here at this course. Um, di- uh, driving distance comes in at 15%. For me, sand saves because of how much, how many bunkers are available. They your guy is going to find himself in a bunker at some point this week. I want my guy to be able to get up and down out of there. Par fours, 450 to 500. And then I did a very, very, very small percent, and mainly just because I wanted to see where the guys ranked in the field of three-putt avoidance because I just wanted to see where the guys were kind of from a three-putt avoidance standpoint, um, if it was maybe a tiebreaker for me or some kind of something like that. What did you really weigh in your models? Yeah, a lot of the same things, mm-hmm. just a couple differences. Uh, I did around the green, and you can also look a little bit at scrambling gained if you kind of mm-hmm. want to commingle the two, but I thought around the green, strokes gained around the green was important. I did a combination of good drives gain and a little bit of strokes gain ball striking, mm-hmm. which if you look yeah. at that category, strokes gain ball striking basically combines SGOTT off the tee with strokes gain approach so I thought that that made a lot of sense this week Uh, and then I looked at GIR gain just for content text but oftentimes when you look at like greens and regulation gained and approach you get a lot of overlap with Mm -hmm. a lot of the same names maybe they're ranked a little bit differently or it's an inverted order but oftentimes I think you get overlap you mentioned about going into the last break the uh, par four six of the Mm -hmm. par fours are between 450 and 500 yards so I went strokes gain par four 450 50 to 500 and I basically did last 24 rounds you can go 12 24 36 50 I like to go a little shorter when there's less of a sample size here early in the season I looked at strokes gain putting poa poa but I didn't really do a lot with mm-hmm. it because I think you know it can be kind of misleading certain poa greens are a little bumpier than others so I think that especially on poa which is a more rare surface on the PGA Tour certainly than bent grass or Bermuda I think that's so hard to model I'm with Kelly so I didn't do a ton with the putting. Yeah, I did absolutely no putting at all because of just how how random I think that this is kind of going to be this week. The only other tweak that I did make was I did put difficult uh, settings on uh, hitting fairways. I did I did click the the difficult because again it is going to be difficult to hit these fairways. So I did want to see which guys are hitting it out there pretty far, and even if they're not hitting the fairways, they're still able to kind of play it and, and play it in good. So I did click that as another factor. In there, Kelly. What'd you look at? Yeah, it was uh, heavy ball striking for me. Heavy ball striking for me, and then I kind of split the uh, split the difference between you know driving distance and good drives. Factored mm-hmm. that in there as as well, like you guys did. Heavy on the par fours, 400, 450 to five hundred yards. Heavy on around the green, um, and then. Smaller ones that that I factored in were uh, the three-putt avoidance like you talked about, Matt. I think Mm -hmm. that's pretty important this week. Sand saves, I even did a little bit of uh, scrambling, a little bit of. um, That that was basically it um, as far as the model. As far as as really what – the one thing I want to say before I get to my bets here next Mm -hmm. and then we'll go around with everybody's bets. This would be the first 
week, I would say, Matt, between all the mo- the models that I'm running of last 12, last 24, last 36 rounds, this would be the first week of 2022 where I would say the average of what of where everybody stacked up, John Rahm is not number one this week. Mm-hmm. It is Justin Thomas. So that led me to a Justin Thomas bet this week. Uh, got him at 16 to one. Him on an outright. Him on a top 20 uh, for me this week. We've been talking about Colin Morikawa for seemingly two weeks now. We've wanted to see this guy back back at a PGA Tour event. Had to grab a piece of him here. Uh, not really, it, you know, in the sh- in the shorter uh, version models, not really popping as much. But Morikawa getting him at 22 to one was not something I could really pass up on. Played the outright on him. Looking forward to seeing him back here at this golf course. Rory McIlroy, 24 to 1. I believe we are all on him. Uh, but, you know, a guy who has good experience, uh, you know, some good experience here at this golf course. Uh, same thing with Justin Thomas, but good experience here at this golf course. 24 to 1 on a guy of his caliber, I think, is a, a number that you can't really pass up. I'm guessing everybody here agreed. So, right. grabbed him in the top 20 market as well. Last one, Sung JM. I believe all three of us played him as well was able to find a 50 to one on him uh so played him in the outrights as well as a top 20 other top 20s i had added was really these were really all model plays and we've we've been talking taylor gooch luke list will zalatoris really all all season long uh but you know it's one of those you know are these a little skewed because of how well gooch and list have done early in the season of course the numbers are a little bit but i'm this is where i'm still going to trust not for me still going to trust the models and still still play these guys that end up pretty high up there i've got i've got long tail on both those guys where they still are coming up for me so yeah it's it's interesting Wes what are you uh what are you on here what's on your card yeah I match with Kelly in mm-hmm. terms of JT he did miss the cut the last two years mm-hmm. here remember he was runner-up in 2019 to his fellow Kentucky and JB Holmes I think uh, even though they're very good friends JB one of the slower players on tour and I think that threw mm-hmm. JT off and maybe a reason why he shot 75 on Sunday and took himself out of the tournament he's still kind of trying to piece his game together but one of the encouraging signs last week was that the bread and butter's back and that's the approach game that's always the bread and butter with JT second in the field for strokes gain approach second in T to green I think the relationship with Bones Mackay is going to prove to be fruitful I've already bet him for the Masters and I think he's ready to win one and I think you're going to see a more class player now that this has gone to an invitational and it's done so the last couple years you know you haven't seen real short shots but not real bombs I mean Adam Scott was in the low 30s mm-hmm. Max Homa was like 60 to 1 certainly a proven player So I think you're going to get proven players. And Kelly mentioned Rory McIlroy. When Rory McIlroy, when a player like McIlroy or a player like JT kind of drifts up uh, to that 20 to one, yeah, I would include Dustin Johnson in that as well. When they drift up above that number, that's when I want to buy in because it happened twice last year for McIlroy, where he got to 20 or one or better on a PGA Tour event. He won both those events, by the way, Quail Hollow and also at the CJ Cup right out here yeah. at the uh, Summit Club uh, out here in Summerlin. Quail Hollow also is a very nice correlation to Riviera if you're looking for correlated courses the last decade you've had three players win at Riviera and Quail Hollow James Hahn JB Holmes and also Max Homa last year Rory's got two top fives here back in 2019 and 2020 so I thought he made sense Matsuyama I know you guys went with Morikawa I went with the other MA name with Matsuyama (laughs) T8 last week in Phoenix was fifth in the field for approach he's fourth in the category over the last 24 rounds got a couple top fives here and a couple other top tens in his last six visits so pretty good form 
form. Soon JM was the guy that was really like the stat play guy this week uh, yeah. for yep. me. Absolutely. Number one and around the green strokes gain. Number two strokes gain tee to green. Number three for strokes gained off the tee. Fifth in ball striking. Fifth in strokes gained short game, which combines around the green and also putting. So, you know, he just really popped for me. And he's been in pretty sneaky good form. I know we missed that cut at the Sony, but I still think that was a good number. Bubba Watson, 50 to 1, the obvious form here. He has three victories here at Riviera, has played some pretty good golf of late. Uh, the narrative street thing, and I know this is kind of like the little soap opera angle, was the fact that he and his caddy, Ted Scott, who's been with him. Remember the pray for Ted Scott on Twitter? <laughs> All the little uh, hashtags. Uh, they were on the bad together 15 years, and they amicably split, at least publicly, after 15 years together. Scott back got, got back in the winner's circle actually last week with Scotty Scheffler in Phoenix. So, you know, maybe Bubba's like, oh, man, he's doing well without me. He doesn't need me anymore. Bubba's last win, by the way, was the 2018 Travelers. But if there's anywhere to get right, it would be here. The longest shots, I bet, Joaquin Neiman, 60-1. to 1. I think this kid's going to win really soon. He was T6 at Torrey, T8 at Saudi Arabia. 43rd and 44th in two of three starts here. But remember, he was second going into the weekend last year and then shot a 78 on Saturday. And it was a really tough scoring conditions, a lot of the wind blowing. Only three of the 67 that made the cut actually broke 70. The Tory finish, I think, is encouraging, kind of a, a similar correlated course, at least somewhat with the surfaces. And then Thomas Peters, 70 to 1. No win here at Riviera as a professional, even though he's runner up to DJ in 2017. He does have a victory on this golf course, though. He won the 2012 NCAA Division I championship when he was at mm -hmm. University of Illinois. Won two victories, last five starts, did win at Abu Dhabi last month, now just outside the top 30 in the world. He's proven he can contend in these type of classical courses, fourth in the Masters in 2017, sixth at Bell Reef for the PGA. We'll, go, we'll get to mine on the other side here. And, and guys, just to let you know, we did not talk about any of this beforehand. Like we didn't this, copy like, off each other's like, paper. Yeah, like we, we didn't talk about any of this beforehand. So this is going to be either really good or really bad for us here on, on <laughs> yeah. set this week because a lot of familiar names uh, crossing over on Kelly's card, crossing over on my card as well. I'll give you some explanations as to why they did. We'll also get in our draft and one-and-done picks as well. We continue on with the Genesis here on Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch your replays of our show, download and listen on your own schedule, vsin.com slash podcast. Get beating the book with Gil Alexander, market insights with Josh Applebaum, plus hardwood handicappers, Lombardi line, follow the money, my guys in the desert, coast to coast hoops. Long shots and many more. They're free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, are we going to blow this curling lead? It's like we were up five to two. We hadn't scored any not points. With in our the dude, not with our dude with the mullet, I man. Mean, we can't lose with that guy. That, that was just, that was, that was disappointing last three ends there. Tap it up, USA. Yeah. I mean, seriously, we can't lose this. So uh, back to my picks here for the Genesis. And again, we didn't. We did not uh, get together on this, but Colin Morikawa, 18 to 1 for me. He drives it great. Fantastic irons. A little erratic with the putting, but hey, look, this this is not a putter's course. Yeah, everybody's anyway. kind of yes. going to be erratic. Look, yeah. I'm on Matsuyama. He's yeah. not exactly, uh, you know, Scotty Scheffler or Jordan Spieth with the putter here. Yeah, so his, his, his look, his 
previous starts here won't really light you up, but he did finish second in strokes gained tee to green in both of his starts at Riviera. So, uh, Colin Morikawa, kind of a little bit of out of sight, out of mind here, which is why I also am on Rory. I think these two numbers are just too long yes. on these guys because they haven't been up front and center and people aren't betting guys that they hadn't seen in a long time. But Rory, look, he could have won, like you said, over in, in Dubai. I mean, what he a really, he really gave bad that decision away because for, he, didn't, hit he didn't need to. No. He needed birdie at the last yeah. just to surmise this situation here. Needed birdie at the last. Had a little mud on the ball, yeah. about 270 with a three wood, trying to carry water. Puts it in the drink, yeah. ends up bogey in the hole, and Hovland goes ahead and takes care of Richard Bland in the playoff. Yeah, he does have a couple of top fives as well, so I do like uh, Rory McIlroy here at 24 to one. We're we're all on Sung Jay. Uh, look, Sung Jay, I got 46 to one here. If you look at Sung Jay, we talk about this. I mean, guys that that pop for us. I mean. He won the Shriners in October. He followed that up with a ninth at the CJ, a T-19 at Houston in November. He takes a break, gets started in January, T-8 at the Tournament of Champions in January, T-11 at the Amex, T-6 mm-hmm. at the Farmers, and then the best thing that maybe could have ever happened for me as someone who wants to back Sungjae he took the last two weeks off. He never he never takes weeks yeah. off. And, I mean, he's like the modern-day VJ Singh where it's like we were talking about Tiger yeah. in terms of limiting his events. How he's always done that. He would play like 18, 19 events a year. And then you'd look at VJ Singh right up there on the money list when VJ was on a roll. VJ would have like 34 yeah. events or something, and that's what Sunjay No pebble, does. no waste management for yeah. Sunjay. And that actually made me want to play a, more. A well-rested Sunjay. Yeah. And, by the way, it is some correlation. He played very well at Torrey Pines a couple weeks ago for the Farmers Insurance Open, so I think that could carry over. So, so Matt, I thought the same thing where I'm like, okay, he's taking a break. Like, th- we're getting to get prime Sungjae. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you always have the multiple thoughts in your head, but I'm like, wait, but he never does this. Does this mean something's <laughs> up? No, like, I think this... someone got to him and said, hey, dude, you're playing too many events. Like, yeah. you need to, like, chill out a little bit. I hope so. I hope so. There, I don't know. There's this small voice in the back yeah. of my head that this guy never does this. Yeah. There might be a reason why he's doing it. I don't, I don't Super, like super small sample size here just on the short season, though, so far. He is third strokes gained around the green, which I said was super, super important to me in this tournament. Seventh off the tee, fourth tee to green, and then Fifth in strokes gained total. So really do like Sung Jay a lot. Bubba Watson, 53 to 1. Look, he, we mentioned this. He won here three times. He's got three top fives. He's also missed some cuts here. So just understand that that is in the realm of possible range of possibilities here for him. That said, when he has made the cut, he's finished no lower than 17th mm-hmm. whenever he has made the cut here. Look, he's 10th in my model over the last 36 rounds for all the stuff that I said I found important. Fifth in the field in good drives while inside the top 22 in driving distance, strokes gained approach, and par four scoring on those 450 to 500 yards. And then here's the thing that really was interesting to me, because I do this every now and then where I'll run a long-term model and just put in a bunch of the course statistics and just see kind of where people. So I ran the 70 last 75 rounds and I put in scoring relative to par as difficult, green firmness as firm, Uh hitting fairways as difficult, right? Over the last 75 rounds, 71 rounds show up for Bubba Watson under those conditions. He is number one in my model. And all golfers with all of those conditions put in here and only ahead of Hideki Matsuyama, who right. you have Ooh, right there right. with with all of those. And so 
again, just long-term stuff that I'm looking at as well. So uh, go with Bubba that data, by the way, folks. Don't go off my little soap opera, narrative street type <laughs> of deal. That's just me being weird. Yeah, use that, that, use that uh, explanation. That's just me being it. a weirdo. Uh, and I'm also on Thomas Peter. Again, we did not talk at all before this. It's, it's nuts. Uh, I'm also on Thomas Peter. Look, as you, as you mentioned, one, two of his last five. He's made ten of his last 11 cuts. Awesome ball striker. He's putting a little bit better, even though I don't care about putting. He's putting a little bit better as of late. Does have that second place finish here back in 2017. He shot a 63 mm-hmm. on this course as well. Um, and a guy that I think, again, that is just not really top of mind for a lot of betters. He's and I going to start yeah. peaking. Yeah. And I've been waiting for this guy because remember uh, all those years ago, it wasn't very mm-hmm. good for the Europeans at Hazeltine. That's when he kind of got on like the world golf stage and they paired him with one Rory McElroy. And they were the only good duo that that European team had up there in Minnesota for the Ryder Cup. And it was like, okay, this is going to be a core European team. This is going to be like Ola Thobble and Seve Ballesteros here. And then Peters hadn't made the Ryder Cup since. But this guy just turned 30 years old. I think you're going to see this guy start to really rise up the rankings. Yeah, and I listen, this is a strictly I have to trust my numbers play again because I'm not going to sit here and beat my head against the wall if I don't have this ticket in here. I've got Luke List at 84 to 1. I mean, you go back to that 75 yep. round model that I just talked about, guys. Mm-hmm. 16th overall. You go to 50 rounds, he is 8th overall. You go to 36th rounds, he is 4th. Yes. overall and if you go to 24 rounds he's third overall with yeah. all of those weighted categories in there and again I just I understand I get it his win equity I and mean, he just he just won for the first I get it like right. his win equity isn't all that high right. but maybe turn the corner look we saw mm-hmm. Kokrak who could never win yes Kokrak finally won and then he was able to win multiple times yeah. and so maybe that's just what Luke List needed to kind of get over the hump yeah these numbers the last 24 rounds fifth and strokes gained off the tee for Luke List seventh and good drives gained mm-hmm. second and strokes gained ball striking by the way these are all last 24 rounds yeah. third and greens and regulation gain fifth and strokes gained around the green now I'm kind of wanting to add him actually <laughs> to my card now that he's popped I was like and I noticed it but it was like he's in every single one of these so yeah. I, that might be one I'd be looking to add potentially live um so the the placement markets here again as we talked about tons of times, if this is your first time watching, any guy I have an outright on, I'll have some sort of placement market bet on as well. So they just understand that I'll have a placement market bet on all of that, those guys. That's what I do, too. Yeah. I usually play a little bit of top ten. That's kind of like my only way of betting because we don't have each way betting Which here, is, of course. Which is criminal. Do it, you cowards! Which like, is come criminal. on! I mean, what are we doing? What, you know, and actually an interesting discussion I had. Derek Stevens wants to do something unique uh, uh, for his yep. shop down at Circa, and he wanted to treat it like horse racing, where it's like, can we do like a win play show where we have yep. payouts, get more people involved? And I'm like, you kind of just explained each way betting to me. Yes. If you do like the top five or the top six, that's basically what yeah. a lot of the UK exchanges do in terms of golf betting. Um, so top 20 outside of that, uh, I have Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, top 20. Top 30, I have Joaquin Neiman. I, another guy that I really do think I high things of as well. And then top 40 market, Lanto Griffin, Siwoo Kim, and then Kevin Na as well. I'm willing to look past that Kevin Na isn't the longest off the tee here, but every other box he checks really, really good And here he can roll it and get me. really yeah. hot with the putter. So uh, another guy that I do have in the top 40 market. And head-to-heads, a couple of Paul Casey's. Casey over Henley, Casey over Garcia. And actually, you're getting pretty decent prices on those as well, which really was shocking to me. Bigger head-to-head bets that I have made in quite some time actually on a couple of those Nah over Kokrak because again I just really really like Nah on this course here and then I have Sung Jay 
over Tony Finau. I don't think Tony Finau is in the right form right now. Yeah, I don't he's, either. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, because yeah. people have been asking, and it's like, you know, he's been slow to get off the deck here in 2022, mm-hmm. and obviously he was the runner-up here. He's played well on the West Coast swing over the years, but maybe he'll peak as we get into the Florida swing because he's certainly not doing so right now. And I, a couple of different things here. We'll do we'll do our our draft and we'll do our draft real quick and uh, and our one and dones on the, on the other side, and we'll get to West's late college basketball bets as well. I, a couple of guys I did want to ask you guys about are we are we worried about fading another guy that was super high in my mouth, Tom Hoagie? Are we worried about fading him? Are we worried about fading Cam Smith as well? None of us have any sort of Cam Smith bets in there. Cam Smith, a dude that is. I mean, good at everything, Kelly. He's good yeah, at everything. Yeah. He, he's getting bad at a lot of sharp books right now, too. I mean, he yes, those two guys are up there in my models. Patrick Cantlay, of course, is. John Rahm, of course, is. I can't bet him at the numbers. That's I can't why bet I only, him at th- those guys, I can't bet at those numbers. A field this strong, I understand. John Rahm, best golfer on the planet. You should never be eight to one in a field this I, strong. I just yeah. I can't get there. Yeah. I did actually make one wrong bet this week. I'm surprised. I actually totally expected you to be on this too. Saw last night William Hill minus one ten in a matchup versus Cantley. I was like, I actually like Cantley. Oh, oh okay. I, I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I get a chance to bet Rom. I was like, Cantley's on this hot streak right now. Whatever. I think a lot it's cool. of people too are betting Cantley this week. By the way, because mm-hmm. this is the last shot on the West Coast swing. Yeah. One of the things about Patrick Cantley, if you notice his career, like his schedule, doesn't play a lot on the floor to swing and is withdrawn from a lot of tournaments there, so maybe his last chance on the West Coast. We'll get uh, West does have some plays here in college basketball. Stick around for that. We'll rifle through our draft real quick. We'll get our one and duns in as well. We'll take a look. There are some late NBA tips as well as a late puck drop as well for the uh, Golden Knights against the Avalanche. All of that final segment here on PTA. <laughs> Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
final segment here on primetime action, Matt, West, and Kelly, and we're going to get right down to it here. Kelly, kick us off. We got to talk our, uh, our draft here. Yeah, we got to do one and done first. We're going to do that first. I'm on Luke list for one and done. And Gil Texan, he's on Cameron Smith. Okay. All right. I'm going to go Rory McIlroy. You're going to go Rory. That's what I couldn't decide whether to pull, pull the trigger on one of the big guns this week because there was a kind of a drop off between like the big gun. It was either going to be burning one of the big guns like that or look further down the board. And Rory's, our, uh, Luke is still popping in all the models. I decided to use mm-hmm. him here. I have a feeling I'm catching him way too late, but we'll see. Hopefully you can continue it. All right, draft starting up. We do five theoretical $100 picks off the DraftKings wonderful golf betting menu. I'm going to get it started here tonight. Rory McIlroy plus 180 to be the top Great Britain or Irish player. Okay. That's how we do it here, Wes. Anywhere you want on the menu, buddy. Okay. Anywhere you want on okay. the menu. You're up after Matt. I'm going to go Morikawa top 10 plus 200. Good one. Uh, I am going to go a little bit off the beaten path here. For the last 10 years, this has occurred. And I think, look, with a tighter field and so many good players there, there's just not much separating the field here. So I am going to go three to one. Yes, there will be a playoff. Oh, I, I like it. it. I like it. Okay. So I'm going to go Sung J M minus 120, top South Korean. All right. Top 40 on Lanto Griffin at minus 110. Okay. Uh, I am going to go uh, top Canadian player. He was a guy I almost looked at this week. I thought he played very well last week. Adam Hadwin, plus mm-hmm. 250. He beat me in this market last week on the draft. <laughs> I had Connors as top Canadian. He beat me. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. Minus 120 over Dustin Johnson in a head-to-head matchup. If I don't end up betting him, I'm going to get an emotional hedge just on our draft here. I'm going to go Cam Smith plus 150 as a top Aussie. There you go. Okay. Man, you guys are quick, man. I mean, I think the full time at the NFL draft here. uh, Just just looking at this. So, uh, uh, I am going to go with uh, another nationality prop. And I am going to go... And I'm going to go against the steam on Cam Smith. I'm going to go Mark Leishman for the Ooh. top Australian in three to one. Head to head, head to head battle in the top. Some I leverage. Hope Adam Scott defeats you all. Yes, <laughs> some leverage. I like it. All right, Keegan Bradley plus one forty in the top forty market. These are two guys again. I have top forties on. I wish I, I like them better in the top forty market, but it doesn't reach our threshold cutoff. So I have to go top twenty on them. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Kevin Na top twenty plus two thirty. Uh, I am going to also go into the top forty market. I'm going to go Brendan Steele plus two fifty. Final one for me: Jordan Spieth to miss the cut plus two thirty. Oh, okay. Cool. And like I said, uh, like him better in the top 40 market. So just keep that in mind. I- I'm going to take Siwoo top 20 plus 250. And for me to miss the cut. One of your first times betting uh, Siwoo Kim. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. I like Siwoo here this week. Love Siwoo. Gotta love Siwoo. I mean, T Green, he's a solid player. Yeah. Putting doesn't really matter this week. All right, uh, I am going I'm to buying go. you plenty of time, Wes. Yes, thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much. I probably should have prepared this before the show, but uh, that probably would have been good. But uh, 
I'm going to go, uh, look, I think he's turned the corner for his game, but maybe so soon after a win, I kind of like to fade a player off mm-hmm. a win, especially if they're a first-time winner. I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler to miss the cut, plus 330. I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world. I don't know? think so either. I bet I bet a matchup heavy. Uh, my biggest bet of the week, actually, is Matsuyama over him in a matchup. I have no idea. But, I mean, he is young, and he won for the first time, and mm-hmm. it's a party atmosphere down there in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine he had a good old time. Yeah, I would. because I went, against, I went against him in a matchup this mm-hmm. week as well. I did take Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley, by the way, another guy that disappointed mm-hmm. last week. I uh, couldn't get the flat stick going, much like Justin Thomas. And, you know, when you're looking at Shoffley, this is a guy now – I have bet on him so much, and I've been a believer. I'm starting to become a disbeliever. He needs to get up in that high 20 to like 30 to 1 range for me to back again. Primetime tells us on Twitter, Kelly, that he was born, raised, and lived over half a century in Wisconsin. And he didn't know of any high schools that have curling, so it was obviously like a <laughs> private club. Yeah. Which, again, if that doesn't tell you, he's a private club curler, you know, <laughs> and that's what Ben did. He's a private club curler. You got you to have a membership card. You got to have all the stuff like that. You got to roll up. You, Minimum car is BMW. If you don't have a BMW, they don't let you into the into the parking lot. <laughs> Try to have your backpack. Sorry, man. If, if, All right, if too you late. have a Ford or a Chevy, you're disqualified. Yeah. Too late NBA tips tonight. Nuggets at the Warriors. Jazz at the Lakers. Golden State five and five, five to five and a half point favorite there. 226, 220 to 227. That's where you're going to find the total at. I am on the Nuggets in this game. Monte Morris go for the Nuggets tonight. Uh, Golden State's normal lineup. They will be out without out Iguodala and Draymond Green. Obviously, they've been out for a while now, uh, both of them. Uh, net rating-wise, these two teams about equal over the past six weeks. Uh, so this number is a little off to me at five, five and a half points. We have seen Golden Straight struggle mightily here lately. Um, like that the they're going to start Morris tonight. I feel like Denver's trying to close out this All-Star uh, this first half of the season, if you will, strong before the All-Star break. So uh, five, uh, Nuggets plus five and a half for me tonight. Jazz, Lakers side, LeBron is a go, will be starting tonight. I no longer have any interest in this game. This number is plummeting. Three and a half to four and a half. You'll find the Jazz at now 226 to 226 and a half the total for the game. Kelly, uh, can the crew downstairs queue up, uh, what is it, the, uh, the, the the you shooting the gun or the uh, the winner uh, You the want winner a winner horn? video? I do want a somebody? winner video I because winner I have video. one. Oh, we'll get you a winner video. Yeah, we're going to have this. Go. Dunking on ice skates. Which, which bet? Oh, this is the the winner video would be the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I did not piston away my money tonight. <laughs> did they just win outright? To 111. They win outright. Whoa. So uh, the Boston Celtics, who beat the Philadelphia 76ers by almost 50 points on the road. Look, last game before the All-Star break, when you're a double-digit favorite, that's a tough spot to cover here. And it was tough as the Pistons get a rare win this season, 112 to 111. And not that this is going to change the way you bet, Kelly, at all, but... um. Demarcus Cousins was ruled out and then back in. So oh, he went. No, he went, let. He went. He went full circle. He is out I and now he's he all the out. way back in. I think they've won every game that he's played so far. Yeah. I read that he's like they're like eight and zero or something when Demarcus Cousins plays, which is the most random stat ever. But yeah, yeah I'll, so I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah. So it was like, uh, okay, maybe, maybe let's get <laughs> back in there. Down on yeah, the bed. Let's now. get back in there, buddy. Let's get back in there. Uh, one late uh, putt drop. The, the big one. The Avalanche and the Golden Knights. This is up to the Golden Knights plus you. You can find a plus 125 out there if you want to get in on the Golden Knights as low as minus 137 
on the avalanche in this one. And, and Wes, you said that the, the Golden Knights are dealing with, with some injuries in this one. They are. Mm-hmm. Now they are getting uh, uh, Jack Eichel is mm-hmm. going to be on the uh, first line. He's going to make his debut on that first line with uh, Pacioretty and Dadanov. So uh, they've been, that was the big acquisition from the Buffalo Sabres. It is going to be Brassois in goal. So uh, good atmosphere over there at the T-Mobile Arena tonight as uh, it is going to be Jack Eichel making his debut, but they are getting the Colorado Avalanche off a rare loss. They lost 4-1 to one last night to the Dallas Stars. One more final in the NBA. The Hawks win 130-109 to 109 over the Magic. Um, that was never in doubt after the Hawks were up 20 at half anyway. Yeah. So just to let you know that that one did finish out like we thought. One that did not finish out like we thought. 38-18 uh, to 18 at the end of the first quarter. And now we look up, and it is 4:20 left, yes. and it is tied between the Nets and the Knicks. After the Knicks have a 20-point lead after the first quarter, they are getting outscored 24 to 10 here in the fourth That's quarter. That's the NBA for you. And here we go um, <laughs> for Brooklyn. Drummond with the most Drummond line ever: 11 <laughs> points, 19 rebounds yep. <laughs> for Andre Drummond. And uh, here we are, tie tie ball game as we head down the stretch. That is still, that's still mad. I, like, I feel like I'm the only guy that's saying it's it's still the piece of the trade that makes, makes like the least amount of sense to me. Like he's the one of the big bodies you could actually throw on Joel Embiid and at least cause him some discomfort down low. I don't really get it. Wes, what do we got late night college basketball action? Well, like? right now we're about Give to go. To, we're about to go to the half, 35 to 29, Baylor leading with a minute 30 left to go against Texas Tech. So the two I played here that are going to be seven o'clock West Coast tips. I did play the UNLV running Rebels at Fresno State, getting six. You might be able to find a six and a half in the market. And then Cal Baptist plus three over GCU Grand Canyon. We're just now in the second half of that Seton Hall UConn game. I took the under there. It is 39 to 33 with about 15 minutes left to go in the second half. And if you look, uh, we do have this Pacers-Wizards games coming down to the wire as well, 109-106. I don't think that we have that one on the screen anywhere, but that is uh, about 10 seconds left in that one. Again, we're tied in the Nets-Knicks games as well, so if you want to flip that one on, we got the Grizzlies. I mean, it's the third quarter, but the Grizzlies losing to the Blazers, so there's all kinds of interesting stuff going on in the association tonight, Kelly. I wish I would have live bet this Grizzlies one because they were down about 15 points in this game earlier. Well, we should have done that as well. Guys, don't forget to get in your uh, your golf bets tonight. This will, uh, especially if you're on the East Coast, so be sure to get that stuff in. And uh, we're going to see, we're going to see Wes back in here tomorrow. For Wes, for Kelly, and Matt. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.